the EP podcast. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found, and always at the eppodcast.com. Treat down here this week in the EP podcast. We have State Representative Kelly Burke from the 36th District hanging out at the bar. How are you? I'm fantastic. It's Lint, so you're not gonna you're gonna make me drink alone, which I I've got Coke Zero. <laughs> it's been a long, whatever. We're on five weeks. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Google Clock thinks it's crazy <laughs> that you're not having something if you didn't hear it in the background. Well, Hannah's off this week, so Representative Burke is gonna be my co-host. Just to let you know, in the upcoming weeks. The Evergreen Park High School Unaccompanied Minors will be down in my basement. I know that sounds weird, but that's their name and they're an acapella group, and they're awesome. So we're going to have them on. Another Eating Evergreen Park is also around the corner very, very soon on the EP podcast. But before we get to anything else on this show, it is now time for your EP word on the street. What's going on in Evergreen Park? We'll tell you now. Happy Easter, by the way, to everybody in Evergreen Park. It's now time for your word on the street. The Evergreen Park Recreation Department Candlelight Theater is presenting William Shakespeare's fantasy comedy, The Tempest, four performances beginning Thursday, May 2nd at the Senior Center. That's at 9547 South Homan. Thursday through Friday, the 2nd through 4th of May, 7.30 p.m. shows. The finale is going to be 3 p.m. a matinee on Sunday, May 5th. Advanced tickets with priority table seating are now available at the community center. Plus, you can still buy general admission tickets at the door. Most Holy Redeemer is doing a parent education seminar titled Managing Stress and Anxiety for You and Your Family. I kind of translate that as don't get angry and kill your kids. Thursday, April 25th, 7 p.m. over at Brody Hall. It's a free event. But of course, they'll take some donations. And the St. Bernadette annual Mother's Day flower sale is going on Saturday, May 11th and Sunday, May 12th. I know it's a few weeks off, but mark your calendars. 8 a.m. until noon, there's a pre-sale order form already available up at the church due by April 28th. You want more info? 708-220-4148. That is your EP Word on the Street. The EP Podcast rolls on. Found everywhere podcasts can be found and always at the eppodcast.com. One, two, three, and to the four. Snoop Doggy Dog and Dr. Dre is at your door. Ready to make an entrance, so back on up. Cause you know I'm about to rip things up. Give me the microphone first so I can bust like a bubble. Compton and Long Beach together, now you know you in trouble. Ain't nothing but a G thing, baby. Two loped out G's going crazy. Death Row is the label that Unfadeable, so please don't try to fade me, fade me. Uh. But, 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 like this, that, and this, and all. It's like this, and like that, and like this, and all. It's like that, this, and that, and all. It's like this, and like that, and like this, and all. Yeah. It's like this. Your local state representative, Kelly Burke, joining me on the EP podcast this week. You know, my mother ran for state representative once when I was like a little kid. I did not know that. Yeah, I, you know, I, I was thinking about it with you coming over. I remember that when my whole life we had to sign in the basement that she had like, you know, you know, vote uh, Mary Therese 
in the she she had a long name. She went by nickname. So like her name on the ballot was like one of those huge long ones where it was like Mary Therese and then Terry in parentheses Lanuti, and it was like Punch seventy six, and it's like in red, white, and blue. And I I was like a little kid, I guess, when she ran. I vaguely remember it, but that was something she ran against Andy McGann when oh, he yeah. was like when he was just like a powerhouse. Yeah, she decided to take him on. Didn't go well. She didn't end up becoming a state representative. <laughs> well, so. then it might have gone well for her. <laughs> <laughs> well, the big thing was, and I was thinking about it, it was crazy. And, and this is not to say anything disparaging or anything like that, but it, it struck me. I remember that when she tells the story about it, that one of the things back then, which was an issue, which was which is crazy to me in this day and age, was that when the two of them were going back and forth in a debate or when he was talking about her in the newspaper or something like that, he was like, well, she's a mother and she's got two little kids. How is she going to do this job? You're a female state representative in 2019. That's crazy that that would even come up now, right? Right, right. And, and, and interestingly enough, when I ran, it almost never came up. Yeah. Yeah. And and in fact, you're doing a lot of different things now because you're you're an attorney locally, which mm-hmm. I thought was funny because I just happened to pop into your law offices for something else and saw your name. Like, oh yeah, at uh, Odelson and yeah, at Olson and Stirk. So I saw you there. I saw your name there, and then you just got elected. I'd be shocked if you didn't because there was, wasn't anybody really running right. against you. But uh, you're a board of trustee now for Evergreen Park. Uh, w- right, we'll be sworn in in May. So not yet. I mean, I was elected, but haven't been sworn in. Are you just a workaholic? Like you just want to, I mean, do you, do you sleep at night? What do you do? <laughs> I do. But interestingly enough, my, uh, my kids are, are young adults and, uh, my youngest is a freshman in college. So as I'm sure you'll find out as you go through, uh, your parenting career, the older they get, the less hands-on work you're doing. So now we have nobody at home. Right. Now you're bored. I, I, I kind of was a little bit. I look forward yeah. to that. You, you, you'll enjoy it. You'll I, enjoy your Saturday mornings again. I felt like I was getting there. You know, I got a 13 and 11, <laughs> but my wife and I went to Hawaii a few years ago and we were like, well, let's just bring back the most expensive souvenir we can think of. And whoops, here came the, uh, the nice. three-year-old. So I'm, I'm in it for a little while now. I know I've got uh, five brothers and sisters and my husband's got a big family and we'll sometimes call, uh, you know, a, a, a relative to say, does anyone have a basketball game today just so we can go hang out and- you're looking to do stuff <laughs> exactly me like so like softball practice got canceled today and we slapped high five yeah right <laughs> <laughs> it's a whole it's a whole different world but it took me 23 years to get there so, right right yeah. exactly you know you're the 36th district right mm-hmm. so your border you get all of evergreen park inside of i yours. have all of evergreen park yeah. okay well, there are some things, though, that it's strange sometimes when I look at a map, and I know that you probably get asked this a lot, okay? But why is why is it always drawn so weird? Like, I look at your district. I look at a lot right, of districts. Yeah. They're like these little slivers, and sometimes they make a left turn, and they do this other, you know, and why does it, why does it do that? Part of it is um, the requirements of the Constitution. So you're required to have compact and contiguous districts, and you're supposed to try and keep as much of different communities of interest. So a community of interest might be a town as much as possible together. But that's not always practical because you also have to make sure that each district has about the same number of people in it. So um, with computer-aided map drawing, it's easier to get pretty much the exact same number of people into each district, which is Right now, about 108,000 people go into every representative district. So to make that work so that, you know, Fran Hurley is the state rep to the south of us. So our borders might, 
jig and jog or look like teeth because you're trying to get 108,437 residents into each person's district as close as possible. Um, and then there are just a whole line of um, Supreme Court cases that talk about what has to go into a map. And, you know, you have to, uh, you know, make sure that the minority representation is a certain way and the, the communities of interest and that things are connected. I know some of them can look they look kind weird. Of, sometimes of, they look weird, weird. You know, yeah. it, it's it's strange. Right. Like I think I think as a voter, sometimes like you, you're you're well, and also if you look at um, I, if you had an uh, aerial view of of my of where my district starts, it starts at 83rd Nashland, and it goes southwest. I saw it. It's kind of yeah. kind of snakes and exactly, yeah. and it looks like almost like is that tough to cover dipper? all of that? Because I mean, that's a lot of. Gr- I mean, yeah. would you find it easier if it was like? You're like, yeah, I just got to cover this and this. And, uh, and it, you yeah. know, sometimes you got to pull out a map. And be like, I don't know. Is this my house? Like a, a resident. But, yeah. you know, I imagine you're driving on a street. And somebody comes out and they're like, they're like, I'm having this problem with this. And you're looking at your guy going, uh, is this my block or am right, I a block right. over? No, I, I generally have it down. But what you have to look at is, you know, so let's say 83rd National and the Beverly area. Those are pretty densely evergreen. Those are pretty densely populated areas. But the further west you go, the more spread out it gets. There's all these forest preserves. So what looks to be kind of a huge piece of, of real estate, it doesn't have a lot of people in it when you get out near the forest. Preserve. So I cover a huge part of the Payless Preserves. Just aren't that many people. So when you look at the map, it looks like it exploded at the end, but there's just not a lot of population there. And um, conversely, somebody downstate, you know, there's not a lot of a lot They of have giant districts. In southern yeah. six counties. Yeah. You know, it might take them three hours to drive you know, from one end to the other. So, um, you know, there's good parts about that and bad parts. So, right, right. Yeah. Right. I understand. Well, um, before I want to get into some stuff with Evergreen Park with you and just talk a little EP and have some fun, but I had one more question I wanted to ask you just because it, it to me, it's just, it's just so nice to sit down here and talk with somebody that's involved in the political landscape, especially in the state and in this area. You have Several different things that have happened, at least in my mind, in politics that just just jump out at me as things have changed slightly or maybe even more than slightly. I mean, yeah, the status quo in Chicago with the mayor, like Daly and Preckwinkle, those are names you're thinking are going to win. Lori Lightfoot just smashes everybody. Okay, I mean, she's basically it. I mean, like she did have roles inside the city, but in reality, a political outsider, you Mm -hmm. could almost say you could say that. Right. Okay. you then have. I mean, the president, if you like him or if you don't like him, political outsider until he gets elected president. Now you have a guy who's up in the top one or two or three in the Democratic side for the primary right now, this uh, mayor in South Bend. Yeah, yeah. And he's a he's really a political outsider. I mean, he's only I mean, he's 35 years old. It's not like he had a long political career. And all of a sudden to be like in the presidential picture for however long it that last. I don't know. It could be a month. And it could be all the way until the end. But is it different now? Do you find now with social media and the way that people can get their message out, that it's not the way that it used to be. I mean, even, I mean, you got elected the first time in 2011. The landscape's changed so much now that it's like, how do I make sure that, like, I keep in touch with everybody? And also, you know, somebody could just come out of the blue and just be like, yeah, I've got, I've got a Twitter campaign run. And you're like, wait, I'm running against who? Yeah, right. I'm running against a 13-year-old? Right. You know, and they're, they're five points back? I mean, it'd be crazy. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, a, it's, a, it, it's an interesting time. Um, and there are a lot of new voices, which honestly is refreshing. And, uh, 
And I think it's great. You know, I mean, look at the, the Democratic primary for president there. It's going to be similar to the mayoral primary in Chicago with right. so many people. Or like the Republican one four years ago. Right. You know, the, the state right. had like 20 people on it. It was insane. But, you know, and, and I think that I think that cuts both ways. I think you have if you have and, and this this happened in the Chicago uh, mayoral round. You had a lot of good people who would have been good mayors. Only two of them could make the runoff, but that didn't mean the rest of the people weren't qualified or wouldn't have made a good mayor. I mean, right. there were, you you were kind of spoiled for choices at, at that point. Um, and I think the same could be true in for the Democratic for 2020. And it's just who kind of gets their message out, who, who taps into what people are feeling. And if anybody know, knew exactly what that, you know, that, path is going to be they you know they'd be a millionaire oh yeah you, they can, could you, can make this, you can make this right. a vegas thing right now so and I, it'd, it'd be easier to yeah. bet on football games than exactly. Bet on this thing. exactly but you know i mean that's also i think fairly healthy because the the downside is people say well you know nobody i, I don't like anybody who's running well you you're literally going to have if you're voting in a democratic democratic primary you're literally going to have 12 people right. to choose from most of whom are going to be pretty darn competent people. And especially in presidential primaries, there's always, every year, there's there's always somebody that I like the most that didn't make it. Mm-hmm. Even I, never, I don't think, I've always laughed about this. I've never had a primary winner. That, or somebody, I've never had somebody I voted for in a primary make it out of the primary. <laughs> I'm always like that fringe person. I'm the worst at it. Like, I mean, if you were asking me to bet on who should win, I'd probably do a better job than who I wanted to win. Like, I'm always like way off. I'm like, right. this guy's awesome. And then nothing. And I'm like, oh, me and 12 people voted for him. Right. That's it. And and I, I think your your comment about the landscape changing in terms of communication is is true. And you you just have to roll with the punches. You know, there were no podcasts in 2011. No. Podcasts are one of the coolest things invented because you can listen to them anytime. You can pick anything that's uh, that kind of floats your boat. They're segmented. They're serial. I mean, I, the first one I ever listened to was serial, and I was completely hooked. And now I'm listening to some Harry Potter. They spend three hours on every book oh my goodness (laughs) it's fantastic one of my (laughs) one of my nephews turned me on to it but um there's so many ways to communicate with people um and that in itself can be a challenge because you're trying to cover all these bases like i don't do twitter um it's probably best yeah i don't i don't i'm not on it but it would make sense to have an account if you wanted to just be like every once in a while like here's a link to something we did exactly but i would never engage anybody on twitter if i were a politician ever I just don't think there's any any good that comes out of it. <laughs> really not as funny as I think I am. I, <laughs> is probably the lesson. Right. And it, but no, here's the thing. There's also a group of people that no matter what you say, right. are ready to attack you. No matter what. No, and the bigger you get, the more they want to attack you. Yeah. It's, it's, it's interesting that way. Yeah. So um, they're going to come up. You know, there's going to be new methods of communication, new new venues and we're just gonna have to roll with punches it's the middle of the show song 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 chris had nothing to put here so he put this song it's the middle of the show song remember this summer the ep podcast could be coming to you got a black party got an event got a basement bar of your own got a garage bar got no bar just want to hang out we don't care If you want the EP Podcast to come and do our show with you and your friends, 
It's very easy. Reach out on Twitter at the EP pod or Instagram at the EP pod. Find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash the EP podcast or call us. This is probably the best way to get us to come to you. 24 7, 365. Just reach out and call local number 708 459 8406. 459 8406. Leave a message. Tell us why you want us to come and hang with you this summer. You'd be surprised. We may actually show up. Are you or someone you know looking to learn how to play a musical instrument this year? Then you should be checking out Westgate Music School, 6527 West 127th Street in Palos Heights. Private music lessons for all instruments, including guitar, piano, drums, voice, bass guitar, violin, banjo, ukulele, and more. Are you a vocalist? Are you ready to play a musical instrument and looking to join a group? Westgate Music School offers group classes for rock band, acapella vocal, and barbershop quartet. Students of all ages and ability levels will have the opportunity to perform three times a year in a student concert. Gift certificates for Westgate are also available. More information, call 708-586-7002 or go to westgatemusicschool.com. All right, let's talk some EP. I talked way too much politics with you, but I just, I'm just curious about the entire... I was a history minor at one point. Oh. And I thought well, if you about, ever want to come visit Springfield. Oh, well, I'm actually going in a couple of weeks. I'm bringing the Most Holy Redeemer seventh grade class there. Oh, excellent. I'm a chap- well, I don't know if I'm a chaperone. They haven't said who the chaperones are. I want to it, it, It's almost like winning the lottery to yeah. be a chaperone yeah, I for kinda, the Springfield That's trip. the one I want to go yeah. to, and I'm sure I'm not going. It's, it's, a great, it's a great day. You know, Springfield's not that bad if you know where to go in it. There's a nice little brewery that's in there, if I'm yeah, not mistaken. Yeah, Yes, yeah. exactly. That's a, that's a neat little place. On the outskirts, I found another one that was like... Um, I don't know. It seemed like more chain store like thing, but I, I, oh. had they just time opened another hands. one kind of near the Capitol. It's called Buzz Bomb. Okay. Buzz something, yeah. Buzz something. But uh, I should get a promotion from the Springfield Chamber of Commerce because aside from going with a school group, it is a fantastic day. Spend the night, put in another half a day, and go home, and you will have more, especially if you go in nice weather. It's, there's a lot of really cool well, things. Well, I think that see. people don't realize when you go to Lincoln's home. Right. That it's not just the home. Yeah, it's the whole you street. Walk, you walk like there's a, you can walk a block in any direction and the houses are all preserved. You walk into those people's houses yeah. too. It's kind of neat. You're like there's not a lot of stuff like that, at least in, in, in Illinois. Like right. you go out to Nevada, I know there was a place that was uh, just south of Carson City and it was a preserved like Western town that still had the wood. Like yeah, streets yeah. when you it's walk exactly through, you see what I'm saying? Like the but that's sidewalk. what it feels like when you're going down to Springfield. Yeah. It's like stepping back into history, yeah. which is really, really neat. And the old state capitol, I think, is one of my favorite yeah. spots. That's and the, the Lincoln Museum is awesome. Um, and the old state capitol, they give a, a pretty good tour. Um, the capitol is beautiful. Going out to the um, Lincoln's tomb and walking around the old cemetery, there's a bunch of uh, uh, um, Illinois governors buried there. Um, it's very hilly. It's it's beautiful. What's your favorite spot to hang out in Evergreen Park? There's a question mm. for you. Okay. The Evergreen Park Public Library. Really? No. I, I do. <laughs> I do actually hang out there a lot. I, you know what? They have nice events. That's they where have, we met the first time. Was yes, at that exactly. event. They introduced us to each other. So uh, yes. I do actually spend a fair amount of time at the library. Um, I lo- They've got great programs. I've been in i mean events like that but they have scrabble tournaments they have author there's a lot of cool stuff going on there um i really like to hang out at porter collins 
that's a spot for you. It's it's walkable. We've been in there. Yeah, I mean, we we've done the show in there before. Yeah, yeah. and I and, and this isn't uh, technically an Evergreen Park, but um, I really like walking around Zavs. You know, especially okay. when it's nice out the pond. You know, they've got uh, the little waterfall that runs. It's like a little stream that runs through campus. They've got chairs out. They've got the Starbucks in there. I took my wife through for a walk through there recently, and she had never been through there. Oh, yeah. Because she's not from here originally. Right. So to me, I was like, to me, I'm like, well, you know, last time I walked through, this was 15 years ago. But to me, it wasn't that big. Like, I was like, I knew where everything was, basically. Right. And she's walking along. She's like, where, what, where are you taking me? I'm like, oh, yeah, they got a whole little college campus back yeah, right, here. Yeah, right, yeah. like, why have you never shown me this before? Yeah. I'm like, I'm lazy. Go get your basketball game. You know, you never know. <laughs> yeah, I used to work there. Oh, you did? Yeah, yeah, for five years. I loved it. So how did, is that... Is that where you got the bug to get into politics? Was was well, no, I was a, a trustee uh, on the library board. Okay, um, for seven years, yeah, seven years, and um, that's when I really, uh, which was Nikki Seidel had just started as the uh, library um, director, and she was kind of going around to different parents groups trying to drum up some interest and in having parents uh, join the board because they were kind of looking to jazz it up a little bit. Um, she's done a wonderful job. She's done a f- fantastic job. Yes, and um, and so I, so I ended up running for the board then, and that's and we we worked on the uh, renovation of the library together. You know, she that was a huge job that she undertook, and the board all worked on. So that's kind of where I, when I started to get into the local scene a little bit. But it I uh, but I worked at uh, Saint Xavier in their fundraising, their uh, development department for about five years. So now as a Evergreen Park Board of Trustee, first of all, you're the first trustee that I've ever had over here. Well, hopefully not the last. I've invited several, but that's the thing. Like, there's some people that come over from Evergreen, and there's some that are like, I don't know, it's his basement. This, I don't know if I want to do this. It's a nice basement. Thank there's you. Lots I of appreciate cool stuff that. To you, have to, you have to talk me up and so that yeah. some of the other ones will, will show up over here. What exactly does an Evergreen Park trustee do? I think that some people in Evergreen Park wrongly just kind of think of it as, okay, well, if you know somebody and you know somebody else, you become a trustee. And then I think other people in Evergreen Park are like, I don't even know who these people are. <laughs> right. I, I just know who the, who the mayor is and I just happen to live here. Right. And, and, but in the end, trustees kind of give everybody like a little bit of a breakdown as to what trustees actually do. So they're, uh, so the mayor is the executive. Right. And the trustees are the legislative branch. So they, you know, pass the budget, pass ordinances, figure out the rules, you know, that, that govern the... Um, the village, and um, just like when trustee on the library board, you know, you your biggest responsibility is the budget, making sure enough money is coming in to uh, cover the expenses and trying to figure it all out, just, you know, like any other government entity. Um, and then setting policy and direction on where the village is going to go. So does that include things like uh, new businesses or, mm-hmm. okay, stuff like that, or for doing any kind of like, just improvements into the into the area like uh i mean how about this i have a crazy idea you're never going to approve it but i would love it if we just put like a strip of like i don't know grass down the middle of 99th street and made it like almost like a country road so i didn't have as much traffic in front of my house but it, i know that you're laughing and that there's a possibility of that but if that were to happen i would go through the trust exactly i'm just looking for an example exactly okay yes and um, trying to plant an idea in your head putting a stop sign up right. uh putting um cul-de-sacking, um, putting in roundabouts, you know, like uh, 96th and Harding, I think. Okay. There's roundabouts. So those type of, I mean, that's, I like that, those. it's pretty much. I like those because they break down the people who are trying to they cut through the neighborhood that are going yep. too fast. Yeah. 
because one of the biggest issues right now is uh, is is Homan near um, near Klein Park mm-hmm. because people realize there's an angle as you come around Klein Park, so they're sitting there and they're using geometry in their heads and they're like, "I'm going to save an extra second and a half if I make a right here and try to shoot all the way down and pop out on Pulaski." And that's just one example of probably a million different places that are right. just like that. And those are real. I love those roundabouts because that just that just kind of slows, slows down. them down. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and and then, um, you know, you bring up uh, Circle Park. So within the village government, we don't have a park district like some other. Uh, I know I made a mistake. I made a mistake of asking, telling Dennis Duffy or introducing him one time as Parks and Recreation because I love that show. Yeah, right. And he's it, like, no, only- I'm just recreation. I'm like, yeah. what? Kind of ruined everything. I was going to play the music in the background and everything. So if if only village government was as <laughs> was as hilarious as Parks and Rec. All right. Well, I love it. I'm glad that you came down here. I really appreciate you coming on the show. Well, I appreciate you having me. This I was really you, fun. I hope you enjoyed it. I did enjoy it. All right. Good. Thank you for the Coke Zero. No, I, I aim the police. I was ready to. I stopped up at the Binnies. I got red. I got white. I was. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what she has. And then you walk in, you're like, I gave it up. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe in six months I'll come back and we'll have a drink. All right. That sounds good. All right. All right. Kelly Burke, she's the state representative for the 36th district. And she's a very, very wonderful lady. And I appreciate her coming down here to the EP podcast. Thank you for having me. Sitting at home and feeling groovy. I think I want to pop it in a movie. Yeah. Don't know what I want to watch yet. Oh, no. No, no. Flipping through all my Blu-rays Seeing lots and lots of movies And they all have the same actor Actor Yeah, he must be my most favorite actor guy Every movie is in its left to buy The way he moves in every scene I just want to see him on the big screen Danny DeVito Here's a little bald Italian short fat man He even played the little bone in Batman You know a little guy from Texas, yeah that man Danny DeVito A comedian that's really funny Season 2 of Up It's Always Sunny Yeah his movies ain't lots of money Danny DeVito Danny DeVito Danny DeVito He played Schwarzenegger's twin which was crazy And also one where Arnold had a baby He romanced the stone back in the 80s Danny DeVito Acted in Throw Mama from the Train The War of Roses was so insane He impresses me again and again and again Danny DeVito Danny DeVito Danny DeVito My favorite actor is Danny DeVito Yes, he's very, very Paquito Maria Perlman thought he was Bonito Then they got a divorce and were finito Danny DeVito Danny DeVito, he's a little bald Italian short fat man. He even played the villain Penguin and Batman. You know that little guy from Taxi, yeah, that man. Danny DeVito. Danny DeVito. Danny DeVito. I want to 
say thanks, everybody, to help me out this week on the program because it is difficult to put together even a half-hour weekly podcast around Easter. There's spring break. Everybody's got plans. It's crazy. D22, one of the two house bands on the Broadcast Basement podcast, that podcast covers Southside breweries, the Southside music scene, and very soon adding the Chicago local wrestling scene to it. The songs you heard today came from there. And then State Representative Kelly Burke, very nice of her to come down here. She set up the interview. She reached out to me. She loved the EP podcast and wanted to come on, and I really appreciated it. She did a great job today. Everybody have a great week. It's going to be an amazing summer. I got to go sit out at my kids' first softball game this past week. The weather's changing. It's getting beautiful outside. I mean, we might get a cold day here or there, but this is going to be a great one, and it's going to be a big summer for the EP podcast. More details on stuff we have planned for the coming months coming up next week. Please remember to share the show with your friends. Tell your neighbors about it. This show picks up new listeners each and every week. We are steadily getting into each and every household in Evergreen Park, and I want to thank you all for listening. Remember, if you need an EP podcast car magnet, they're at the library. You never know we're going to hand out some free money or free prizes. Put them on your cars, not your refrigerators. We'll see you next week on the EP podcast. Bye-bye, everybody. Another show is wrapped up. Another show's in the books. Another show is wrapped up. And then by the looks, it's going to be a good one. And we'll see you next week. And the nude is basement. And the nude is basement. Another show is wrapped up. Another show is wrapped up. Another show is wrapped up. And it's in the books. Another show is wrapped up. Another show is wrapped up. And by the looks. It's gonna be a good one. Nudie's basement. Broadcast basement. The Nudie's basement. The broad basement. Slancha. That was like Dropkick Murphys or something, right? <laughs> I felt like it. The EP podcast. <laughs> Heard everywhere podcasts can be found and always at the eppodcast.com.